Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, I'm Andrew Juven. Eric Siska. Chris Cabin. And we hate movies. <laughs> We all go a little mad sometimes. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare. Sometimes, that is better. Zombies have entered the building. They're at the door. They're coming in. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Seen one too many movies. Now, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos for creators. What the fuck are in the What an excellent day for an exorcism. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program. Thank you for tuning in. As always, if you are joining us for the first time on this here program, you are joining us for the final week of our 2013 Halloween spooktacular uh we have spent the entire month of october talking about all sorts of horror movies and what a way to end it by talking about a horrific children's film what in a horror movie well it's still a horror movie it's a children's a warm fart <laughs> period warm, of a ghost movie warm fart period <laughs> of a, a children's horror ghost movie 1996's Casper, the live-action telling of the old-ass cartoon that everyone was clamoring for in the movie-going world. It's about goddamn time. Some of them was like, oh, fucking finally, Casper's coming out, and it's live-action. Yeah, and we want it to be kind of a teen romance? Now, when's that family circus movie happening? <laughs> Man, a fucking live-action family circus movie. You could not bore me to death faster. What'd you do today? Rode a bicycle. End of scene. <laughs> Did you uh, wear a helmet? No. Well, I guess that's for God to sort out. That comic strip's got a bunch of weird God shit in it. I never. Oh, yeah, man, it was, I it was always circus. very like stiff. There was like no, I never laughed once at it. But what this movie came. Am I mistaken in thinking that this movie was kind of uh, sent into turnaround because the Flintstones did so well in 94? Probably. It was those, you know, we're just going to bring anything to life that we can, and so why not the Casper comic? Uh, there was probably an old-ass cartoon, right? I mean, there was a cartoon that spawned after this movie's right. success. There probably was. There a, was a cartoon, well, because yeah. it was part, I think Universal had it as like one of their, like, before the movie cartoon thing. Oh, is this one of the classic Universal monsters? <laughs> yes. Yep. Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, the Mummy, and Casper. <laughs> and the Invisible Man. <laughs> oh, right. Who strangled Casper to death. <laughs> Everyone always forgets the Invisible Man. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. <laughs> Where are your late night cards to tap on the desk for that one? Yeah, right there. <laughs> 
But yeah, I think you're right. Like the Flintstones hit. It was a super success. And they're like, fuck it. Let's bring everything off the page, off the cartoon strip onto the real, and onto you know, the real screen. They've done that with, you know, a couple of these movies. They made the Jetsons movie. And, you know, they made, obviously... They made the Jetsons movie? They made, there was a Jetsons movie. Live action? Not no. a live action. There was a cartoon okay. movie. Yeah, cartoon. There was a and a feature-length Jetsons movie. But why, why could you not get me a good CGI Huckleberry Hound? Is the real question <laughs> for me, well, really. Was, was Huckleberry Hound interacting with human beings, though? I don't know. Because then that's like, you just have a whole CG world. And in the mid-90s, we were not ready for an entire CG world just yet. Well, I'm just imagining, like, what? It's 1990, what? Like, Liam Neeson is, like, trying to, like, get a girlfriend. He's just got Huckleberry. Huckleberry Hound's his hound. Yeah. And they're just living in, like, just living in Massachusetts. Okay, so it's it's Dark Man with Huckleberry (laughs) hanging around. Stay here. I have to go patrol the rooftop. He's always on that guy. Well, okay. I'll just stick around here. Or is that Droopy Dog? How did Huckleberry Hound talk? Huckleberry Hound was more of like a, a fast talker. Like, I, I, I can't do it. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think I was doing a little Droopy Dog. Point is, that would have been pretty cool. But the Casper movie. This is the first movie where the main character is fully CGI the entire time. Or I should say, most of the time. We'll get to that. Uh, but it's your basic Casper story, but I guess because like, like all of these, these cartoons where there's not really much to the world, we gotta pepper it with whatever we can find. So the thrust of the movie is Kathy Moriarty plays this woman who inherits a house from her dead father, mm-hmm. uh, and her and her butler, manservant, lawyer, bodyguard, played by Eric Idle. Who's debasing himself. Oh, yeah. yeah he is not fucking slumming it in this movie. Well, because this is right after fucking splitting hairs, and like... I don't know. After something like that, that was a disaster. Splitting airs, it's him and Rick Moranis. And Catherine Zeta-Jones. Yeah, that's a bad movie. It is shitty. And so I kind of see why he took this. I mean, whatever. And You're going to be in a big w- universal movie. Exactly. And this was a hit. It's it was a humongous just, hit. It's just it was like a, the eighth biggest uh, for 95. 96 or 90? 90, 95. I 96. It's, it's 95, 95. Stupid IMDb. I think it's the, yeah, it was the eighth. Highest grossing movie of 1995. That's insane that this was allowed. Sold more tickets than seven usual suspects. She inherits this house. She doesn't care, but then she finds out there might be treasure in it. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous thing. Because like, she, she gets the house from Ben Stein or whatever, right? Yeah, is, ben, was it, was ben, it actually Ben Stein? It's Ben Stein, ben Stein. is the, the father's like estate attorney. He don't, he's got a cameo in one of the sequels but he's doing a real ben stein job in this movie well it's fucking what a couple years before he started throwing his money away on television for the public (laughs) (laughs) so she decides oh that old mansion that's worthless let me throw this deed in the fire (laughs) and then eric idol's like oh no no that's that's money you know and then there's something on the deed like invisible ink going like 
Then there be treasure buried there in the friendship main mansion. Of- yeah, it's like, oh, look at this. There's a treasure map written in pirate speak uh, <laughs> that apparently is leading me to some sort of fortune in a main mansion. You know, all those pirates in Maine. And she flips out, you know, because she's like, oh, the treasure, you know, like she's re- treasure crazy. She's treasure crazy. It reminded me of um, Indiana Jones part four. <laughs> With uh, oh, uh, what's his Ray, face there? Ray, uh, Ray, Ray Winston. Yeah. Oh, where's that treasure, at, Casper? Gold. I want my gold. Casper, give me the gold. This is what rich. This is the motivation for rich characters in movies or, or, or adventure seekers as well. Uh-huh. But but it's like, oh, that's it's worth nothing. So who cares? But if there's treasure, you know, they don't know. They don't have any idea what kind of treasure it is. Because, you know, one man's junk could be another man's treasure. Well, yeah, and in so this it could case, be junk. it's true. But it is junk. Well, right. it's funny <laughs> because the minute I saw, like, she's got, like, it's a huge plot of land, and she's about to toss it in the fire. And I kind of just thought about what if, like, Daniel Plainview walked into that house and was like, I'll make you an offer for that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just it's just a little silly. Just like, fuck it. Yeah, this huge plot of land. Fuck it. Yeah, no, that is, it's really stupid because you're throwing away a deed to a house that's located on this gorgeous, like, coastal cliff. Like, you would get some serious bank, like, sell that to somebody, they'll knock it down, and, like, build a nice B&B there. Just hire, and it, really, if you're that interested in the treasure, hire the Goonies and get it over with. Yeah, those guys aren't, doing, aren't anything. doing anything. It was the mid-90s, they were dealing with middle school or high school. Managing hardware stores awkwardly, somewhere. Awkwardly going through adolescence. Exactly. <laughs> So they go to the house, and then, oh, whoops, it's haunted by something. Uh, uh, yeah, so here we, we get the cavalcade of cameos, part one, because there's two cavalcades of cameos in this movie. The first one, this is some sickening shit. It outright makes you want to vomit. Yes. So they're like, all right, the house is haunted. We we got to do something about this. Who can we hire? Enter the character, the beloved comedy <laughs> character, Father Guido Sarducci. Talk about slumming it. Oh, my God. If you watch this and your soul just starts to die, you know? <laughs> he comes up, goes in the house, you know, says he's going to do an exorcism, comes back out. And this is a weird thing in this movie. Like, his head's turned all the way around and he's totally alive. Like, what kind of physics are we dealing well, with in this world? This is the thing. This is what happened. Is the director, uh, Brad Silberling... What he did is he got hammered one night and <laughs> yeah. and turned on the exorcist. Uh-huh. And he didn't remember all of it. He's just like, wait, somebody's head turns around and they vomit everywhere. <laughs> okay, we do that to Sarducci. That's what we do. That's the joke, right? We really teach that fucker a lesson. And it's the worst CGI you've ever seen this side of anything. It's yeah. really terrible. Yeah, I will say that, like, the animated ghost stuff isn't that bad for, like, you know... For the time. Human beings interacting with cartoon characters. Yeah. You know, it's it's on the level of a Roger Rabbit-type quality, only they're all computerized. So it's not bad. There's a couple of times Eric Idle is, like, looking at the top of Casper's head rather than the <laughs> eyes, but... You know, Eric Idle was the only one who just couldn't get it. because well, he just doesn't give a shit. Why now, would you? Where am I looking? Oh, <laughs> fuck it. Oh, man, he should have been in... In episode one, opposite Jar Jar Binks, that would have been great. <laughs> Eric Idle is just like a um, as a absent-minded Jedi. That would be pretty great. Where did I put my lightsaber? Oh fuck it! He's like he doesn't realize he uses the Force. <laughs> 
Speaking of fuck it, by the way, so Sarducci's out of there. It's like, oh, who can we get in next? The door bursts open. A bunch of furniture flies out. And here comes, you want to talk about throwing up. Dan Aykroyd dressed up as Dr. Ray Stance, the Ghostbuster, with a mustache, by the way. And, yeah. and we say dressed up. We're not talking lab coat. We're talking about protein. Protein pack, proton pack and all. <laughs> proton pack, the jumpsuit, and he gets out and he looks Kathy Moriarty dead in the eye and says this. Who are you going to call? Someone else. That's disgusting. <laughs> this is the scariest part of the movie. That shit made my skin crawl. Guess Someone what? else. That's uh, Ghostbusters 3. You got it, guys. Yep. That's what it would be. You know what? We had it, and we didn't even know we had it. This whole time, it was hiding radar. in Casper. Sidebar on this. Dan Aykroyd, um, and this should tell you a lot about my relationship with my father. Um, <laughs> Uh-oh. He sent me a postcard. This was about a month ago. It's a postcard inside of a mailer, and I take it out. It just has a little post note. Thought you needed to see this. And it's a flyer. For Dan Aykroyd showing up at a Liquor King in New Jersey <laughs> to push his new brand of tequila, and he's doing like signings. Wow, That's is it is it also Skull Tequila? Yeah, like it's his the Skull, skull Tequila, and he, like he's holding it, and he's like, "Come see, fucking Dan Aykroyd, oh, Question chill Question in a liquor warehouse." Sure. Uh, has this already happened? Can we go? Can I believe it was last week. Oh, yeah, man. Like, you know what, Chris? When you get information <laughs> know, really... like this, you have to disseminate it amongst the group. Because you could go there, get drunk on Dan Aykroyd's liquor, and then uh, heckle him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is for Casper. And throw up all over him. <laughs> throw a fake mustache And that's just him. the beginning. <laughs> I got a lot of beef with you, Aykroyd. What the fuck's with loser, huh? See, the funny thing is, like, Dan Aykroyd always finds ways to mildly redeem himself. If you caught his uh, appearance that he had on Fallon, like, maybe two, three months ago, I don't know, it was a while back, he came out, and it was, you know, it was Jimmy Fallon. Was he a Ghostbuster again? No, which was great. He just came out, and it was like, you know, Fallon was like, ladies and gentlemen, the great Dan Aykroyd, and he comes out, not dressed as a blues brother, but, like, plays a song. And, like, dances around the stage and goes all the way around, like, backstage while playing. Does this whole bit. Like, it was Blues Brothers songs, but he wasn't in the full suit or anything. Right. And then, like, comes all the way around the studio and then, like, back out and sits down. I was like, that's a fucking class act right there. I, this cameo, though? Yeah. Not so yeah. much. Uh, you know, no, I, not so much. He seems like a good egg. <laughs> Try that tequila. Though. So after those things fail, those t- <laughs> after after the cast of SNL fails to get the ghosts out of his house. After we decide this isn't scary movie, yeah. The uh, they get construction workers to just like bulldoze it, right? Like just tear it down, just tear it down. But it's too spooky for even them. What are you talking about? Why are these guys running out? Just blow it up. Why are they inside? How would they even know? Is because. Controlled demolition, I, I guess, guess. to have like, like but wire. like they have bulldozers ready just to yeah. knock the fucker down. Just, you know, just hide. You could, I'm sure, in Maine, you could find a guy who's willing to huck TNT at a building. Oh, oh you could, you could find a whole team of guys to do that job. <laughs> just circle the building, throwing <laughs> sticks of dynamite, lighting it. Just throw go it. to the park at 2 a.m. with fresh twenties in your hand <laughs> and find people. They'll do it. Or Dan Aykroyd brand tequila. <laughs> You'll be fine. You'll get him. 
you light up my building and I'll light up your life. Dan Aykroyd, Skull Tequila. See, I could do that. I could show up at that liquor warehouse and shill that shit. So she's at the end of her rope, Kathy Moriarty is. She goes back to her uh, Stephen King-themed bed and breakfast, and she's watching hard copy like we all did in the mid-'90s. We were all watching hard copy. Well, you're forgetting that like most of this, Casper isn't revealed in this <laughs> No, movie. it's he's the first thing you see essentially. The the movie begins with him scaring um I I had to write it down cuz it's it's Squints Palador from Squints Sandlot. From Sandlot. Who yeah. I found I finally just looked at the fucking name and it's amazing cuz I think it's the only time this has happened in the history of Hollywood. A man named Chauncey had a career. <laughs> his name is Chauncey Loparty. They get him and his buddy get scared. And most of this is from Casper's perspective of he's lonely. He's in this house. Right. He wants a friend. Looked <laughs> after by his shitty uncle ghosts. Oh, boy. Ugh, yeah. um, from And I, they, they were characters from the cartoon as well, the ghostly trio. Uh-huh. Um, so it's his idea. He hears something about. He's watching hard copy. He's watching hard copy. Oh, you're <laughs> You're Casper right. sitting around with a with a snifter of brandy going, what what went wrong? Dude, I, like I said, we all watched hard copy in the mid-90s. It was on after Simpsons reruns. Even the well, dead. No, it was on before <laughs> Entertainment Tonight. Yeah. That's where I always had I. That's where so I you got to get it. your Mary Hart on. <laughs> what? <laughs> she hosted Entertainment Tonight with John oh, Tesh. Oh, you're right. Oh. Come on, the classic duo of Tesh and Hart. I just remember I Tesh. didn't say hard on. I said heart on. Mary Hart on. Get your Mary Hart on. Hart on. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of Hart on, so this little ghost <laughs> is watching TV and he's like, he sees a story, a profile on hard copy. Without this hard copy story, we would not have a movie. No. It's a profile on Bill Pullman, <laughs> the president himself, uh, who is a ghost psychologist and his little daughter, Kat, played by Christina Ricci, who follows him around and is miserable with her life. What's amazing is this hard copy profile is like, and then his very lonely daughter, Kat. <laughs> like, way to go. Way to just like out this girl as like a weird loner on and national they're, TV. They're like filming her and like giving her, giving her shit. Yeah, it's like TMZ videos. She's like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to have my first day of school here. And like, why don't you just talk to us about your weird father? Isn't he an idiot? Well, that's the thing. In those situations, you want to stay with the weirdo. You want to stick with him because he's the one who's going to be saying the weird shit. That's the weird thing. He agreed to do the interview. And he's on camera talking to the camera. But then it seems like behind his back, they're like, let's go get his daughter, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's see what she has to say about it. Well, you know what? Hard copy was not really known for its journalistic integrity. Not really, and no. He comes across like a total charlatan, like like a crossing over with John Edwards type of guy. You know oh, that guy? yeah, that guy was a real fucking scammer, huh? Because yeah. he's not really doing anything. He's just like sitting in this office. Like, you don't see him like visiting with anybody. He's just like writing in his journal and then like holding his hand against the wall and looking pensive. And you know, <laughs> honestly, ghost doctors, I'm going to need a little more than, oh, ghosts have unfinished business. Uh, yeah, I've heard it a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, really? Yep. Yeah, that's what uh, almost the entire ghost mythology is based on. Yeah. Unfinished, bu unfinished business. Like, do me one better, Pullman. Why did you start this business? Unfinished business for him is the fucking IRS forms he hasn't filled out. It's just this fucking ridiculous organization that's he why, started. That's why he never stays put. Yeah, that's why he's moving from town to town. He's being chased by the man. By the tax man. <laughs> just like Wes Craven was chased by. 
tax man. Da, da, da. Um, so Casper's like, I'm a lonely old ghost. This is a great idea. I think that that girl's really cute. I'm going to get them to come to my house. So he leaves the mansion. And this is something that I don't know that you know ghost mythology supports. But he flies downtown into the village goes into like the cable wiring system mm-hmm. and starts moving he turns her TV on turns it to hard copy starts making the TV stand follow her around the room till she notices it and she's like hey that's great I'll call Bill Pullman and his daughter man that is uncanny <laughs> it's like she's here she's here right now and not filming a law and order episode <laughs> So they fly out to Maine and they move from Santa Fe. We got the whole thing about like she, you know, wants him to stay put. You know, we learned that the mom recently died and he didn't handle it well. So he's like chasing ghosts around the country, or at least telling himself <laughs> that that's my what wife? he's doing. Excuse me, other ghost. Have you seen my ghost wife? Here's her picture. Here's her <laughs> ghost rendering. This is what you might look like as a member of the undead. Which you have to draw like looking like a big fat bubble cartoon. <laughs> you just like rub the eraser over just gently just to get it a little blurry. <laughs> yeah, that's her. No, yeah, that's good. So, I mean, we just we get to learn how everybody makes friends in this movie, right? I mean, that's all it is. I mean, Christina, I guess. Christina Ricci, you know, she meets Casper, and it's, like, kind of terrifying at first. There's it's a really, really... There's a gross thing that happens here, and, you know, this is one of those things where some people might be like, guys, it's a kid's movie. No. This is gross, and I'll tell you why. So she faints, and Casper's like, oh, my goodness, I killed her. You know, let me try to revive her. And he throws himself in the sink and gets himself all wet, and then he goes, oh, he flies above her. And Christina Ricci's like passed out. And he starts wringing out the bottom half of his body and like pissing on her face. Yeah. Like to get this water to like sprinkle out. And she's like, oh, what is someone peeing on me? No, oh, some... hi, Casper. No, there's some soul getting in there. I'm sorry. There's, she's, <laughs> you're getting a little ectoplasm. bit of your soul in Ricci. Yeah, there's some sort of ectoplasm falling on her face. It's and disgusting. What sucks about this is that they don't really, there's no terms to what the ghosts can do. They kind of just fly by the seat of their pants. Like sometimes they can get hit by actual objects. Other times they're just running through walls and like doing all this kind of shit it really makes no sense whatsoever it's very frustrating in a movie like this when you don't have like strict ghost laws you really need to like set borders i really just need one yeah basic you know it'd be nice to have a whole house but three walls would be fine one maybe like a stake that you would actually have to write around something that makes you have to write in a particular way rather than just be like oh this is a gag let's put it in there the only thing that they sort of set up at the end of the movie apparently is like if you're a ghost and you say out loud like well i don't have any unfinished business you'll cross over to the other apparently yeah it doesn't god just god forgot that's all it takes by the way so it's like you either like these four ghosts in this house like love being ghosts or they've never heard of that ghost rule before. Well, I think Casper's never heard of that ghost rule before. Do you think he'd cross over to get out of that house? Just I mean, say, you can live in with... The, I mean, we haven't gotten to them yet, but the, the stretchy, stinky, and fatso. You're, you're a dead <laughs> kid. I mean, how much punishment can there be once you cross over? I mean, well, I feel like it's in your best interest to cross over. I mean, yeah. I, I think... But this is what I don't understand, and it's 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 crucial. The, the only reason it stuck with me is because the whole fucking point of the movie is that he's a lonely ghost and he wants a friend. The whole goddamn point of the fucking movie. <laughs> yes. And the idea <laughs> is that 
he can't leave the house, therefore he can't find friends because people, everybody who comes into the house is scared by him. Right. But in this scene with Kathy Moriarty, he's just fucking going through town. He can go to any house he likes well, and visit anybody he would like. Yeah, but then- and one of these people, I'm sorry, maybe it's going to be a little stupid kid, but they're going to be friends with you. That was the point of the cartoon and the fucking comic book was he would just be friends with kids and like get shenanigans done. Right, yeah, the kids would accept him. Like You don't have to sit in your house and wait for people to come to you. You don't have to be watching hard copy, you know, tricking Kathy Moriarty, real estate mogul, to like bring people to you. Yeah. You know, you can go out and, make, you know, why don't you haunt the school? There's plenty of kids at the school. Yeah. Just go there. Be friends thought you're so, gonna find like the weird kid who's like, oh, a ghost, great. You dude, know, the simplest thing in the world. You have all these ghost powers. You go into you go into your own local liquor king and you steal <laughs> some of Dan Aykroyd's skull liquor for the popular kids in the high school. Oh. You've got friends forever there, buddy. See, that's where you you went with it. I, I thought you were buttering us up to and then you give it to the bums in the alley <laughs> well they'll be fucking, your friends really great time yeah this is key to the city man you're a ghost you could be friends with anybody i love the idea of like this small main town sheriff being like okay kids now who bought you the liquor and they're like we swear to god a ghost stole it for us okay now nobody <laughs> likes a liar zero tolerance don't you know into the slammer i <laughs> I more would like it if he if, if this sheriff was just kind of like was really just fucking tired of Casper's shenanigans and like he comes up and the kids are like oh we got it from Casper that fucking little ghost that's who should be calling Bill Pullman we got with this little shit ass ghosts give him all kind oh well he dropped that don't, mean accent don't listen to his cycle babbles he will try things on you and it will turn your head around. I don't know why this is the exit for, like, what, Massachusetts? No, it's Maine. <laughs> oh, it's Maine, yes. Now, Dr. Pullman, this ghost will spin your yarn or two. Don't listen to a word he says. Just make sure he crosses over to hell. Make him be with the devil. Tried to get the father to uh, exercise him a few times. Didn't work. He screamed a lot. Oh, I love that. The, the sheriff's forcing the father to exercise the house. And they called fucking Guido Sarducci. Because you know, he got bumped up to Rome. Because he was supposed to, I think it, part of the premise was he was supposed to be a Vatican guy at one point. Uh, so they make friends. And then downstairs, Bill Pullman meets the, the evil trio or whatever the fuck they're called. St- a stretch, stinky, and fatso fatso. Yep. Do it. Say it. Brad Garrett. Oh, man. <laughs> Fucking Brad Garrett in this movie, voicing this fat, obese ghost. It is unbelievable. It's just obnoxious. It's the three of them. And And Bill Pullman's instantly scared shitless by every single ghost in this movie. Oh, he is shitting his ever-loving pants when he sees these ghosts. Casper, and you see, like, the shit chunks flying out of his trousers. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm sorry, Bill Pullman. I thought this was your job. I thought you loved talking to ghosts and helping them cross over with their unfinished business. You fucking liar. You yes. lied to hard copy. You lied to America. This job is garbage. Yeah. Get over your dead wife and move on. You fucking two-faced well, liar. Doesn't really matter because if you lie to hard copy, you do lie to America. <laughs> it is the equivalent. Hard copy and America were one and the same between 1993 to 1997. <laughs> it was our hardest-hitting news source at the time. So when we introduced the ghostly trio, yeah. I think this needs to be noted. They're they're 
Stretch, I believe, is riding in on a ghost horse. He's he's riding on a saddle with a ghost horse. There is a wreath and a trophy that the other ones are holding from winning a race. He raced a ghost horse in a real horse race <laughs> and, and somehow, won. And somehow won. And they gave him the trophy or, or they stole it or whatever. But how is Mulder and Scully not down there immediately? <laughs> Scully, yeah, I mean, we the- just got a report out of Maine that there's another rigged horse race. Better go check it out. <laughs> Better not. Those uh, those uh, Mainers are notorious for that. So <laughs> fixing horse races, it's, it's all a scam. Mulder, stop testing my reasoning. It's like, why can't they just be in the house? Why do they have to be coming home from gambling or rigging gambling? Because they're such stinkers. Yeah, they're just scumbags. Like, just fucking, like, wheelers and dealers. Like, they are real deadbeat, no pun intended, scumbags. <laughs> they are, honestly, probably the worst movie characters I've ever seen. They're really, really obnoxious. And they are heinous. most of this movie. Oh, it is the trio show. Like, this movie should be called Three Ghosts and a Little Casper. Because Casper's like kind of around, and yeah, he's got like a central theme and whatnot. But every time Casper turns his head, these three dudes take over the movie, and it fucking sucks. They're so, so, so utterly obnoxious. I can't even tell. The one-liners don't yeah. stop. Oh, the it's... burping and the fart noises and the screaming and yelling. Thank you for tuning into ABC Family. Coming right up, we have three dead assholes and some baby or something starring <laughs> Bull, starring Bill, Bill Pullman. Pullman. Man, I would watch that. <laughs> if it was called that, yeah. I would be tricked into watching <laughs> this movie. Be strapping right in for that one. Uh, <laughs> but the thing with this movie is that there's so much fucking plot. Like, it's There's, heavily, it's it's very plot heavy. We yes. have to deal with Christina Ricci, who's planning this fucking uh, dan- Halloween dance. Oh, let's talk about that bit of bullshit for a hot second, because this is frustrating. It's her first day of school in this sleepy main town, and she comes in, and the teacher's doing the old, like, why don't you tell something about yourself kind of a thing. And uh, the teacher is then like, oh, hey, big announcement, by the way. The gym's being renovated, so we can't have our Halloween dance. And then this rich girl's like, well, we could totally have it on my parents' boat or, like, whatever the fuck it is. And everyone's like, yay, even though they kind of hate her guts. And then Christina Ricci's like, oh, so I live at this house, by the way. And they're like, oh, wow, the big haunted house? And some kid's like... Oh, fuck that rich girl. Let's have the Halloween dance at her house. Whip, whip Staff Manor. Yes, yeah. thank you. And and everyone's like, yeah, Whip Staff, Whip Staff. And the teacher's like, well, the children have spoken. They, like, force her to host this Halloween but dance. But not only that, how does this one homeroom have the authority to change <laughs> yeah. the school dance? Yeah, well, it's, it's whole, settled. It's, I, I'll tell the whole school later. I'll tell the other 270 students in this school. And I also don't appreciate how this teacher allows heckling, because they were just being so... They were just laughing at this girl for oh, being new. Oh, they make new. fun of her, it's and so, this guy's just like, well... First day, new kid. Like, fuck you, teacher. And then he punches her in the shoulder. Well, that's something I've never understood. And it never happened in my high school, from what I remember, at least. Bullying? But No, no. Th- oh. Like, getting called. Like, if you're the new kid, you getting called in front of the entire oh, class. I've, I, I've seen that happen. Really? I, th- I really? think I have. Oh, unless God. I'm confusing fiction and reality again. Sometimes that happens with you. Does. Sometimes reality and fantasy blend. Sometimes. So I, 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 I wouldn't trust a word you say. I should just cross over. 
Like I always remember. I've never seen it in real life either, by the way. But because I, I was, I always remember as just like uh, you do the attendance at class. Uh, Cabin Kerensky. Oh, new person Corathon or whoever gives the. Uh, like it was just that simple. It was just like around the. Oh, clock that's a new person. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Let's right. move on maybe, now. Maybe Let's move on and not talk to this. Person. More on the Battle of Saratoga <laughs> now. To bring them up there and then let the other kids scream out lines and zingers at them. Like, come on, it's it's too much. It's Unless it was a zingers class, we don't know what those kids were there AP to zingers? study. It was AP zingers. <laughs> I, I I don't I think this is remedial zingers. Yeah, there's like a the, lot the, of the, stupid kids in this very movie. not these aren't good zingers. Oh my god. So he gets in a big fight with these ghosts, by the way. Bill Palman oh starts Lord. dueling with these ghosts. And it's very important because this leads us to the second cavalcade of cameos. Holy shit. This the goes f- on forever. This is how it happens. Vatso Brad Garrett ghost jumps into his <laughs> mouth. <laughs> and it's just like, you're eating me now. now I'm going inside of your belly. They all go inside yeah. him. Holy Toledo. All three squeeze inside Bill Pullman's body very eerily. Because he faints because he's scared so much by these three goofballs. And so he stands up like, oh, wow. Did I really just eat three ghosts? That's weird. And he like shoves some water on his face and looks in the mirror. And my God. Oh, boy. First... His face contorts into Clint Eastwood. And it's not a person doing a Clint Eastwood impression. It's fucking Clint Eastwood. Doing an actual cameo. Clint Eastwood filmed stuff for this movie. Well, maybe like, you know, Clint Eastwood was like around when this comic was conceived in the 30s or something. Well, that's why I think... I was the first. He was the first. He was the first person to read the the Casper (laughs) comic. He was the first person to get it. Who read the first Casper while celebrating his 40th birthday. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why I think everybody's, and we'll get to it in a minute, but like, I think it's all, all of it is because, oh, Casper, I love Casper. Yeah, oh, I'm a yeah. fan of the, the yeah, book okay, or whatever. It, so it's, Oh, money, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm also a fan of money. How weird. I'm a fan of money, and I'm, but I'm a bigger fan of Casper. But I am a fan of money, goddammit. Oh, you're going to, okay, my $10 million, like, fucking, I don't know, Civil War epic? Sure, I'll fucking play a face in your movie. <laughs> So then Clint Eastwood, in a horrifying turn, mutates into Rodney. So all of a sudden, here's Dangerfield, and he tells, like, a sort of Rodney joke, but it's, like, PG, so who cares? And you're like, this is terrible. You don't even know what you're doing here. You don't even know where you are right now. And next, Mel Gibson making out like a bandit because he doesn't have to say a word. He got off pretty easily. He just takes a look like, huh. Yeah, that's looking good. And then, bam, and Crypt at the, Keeper. At the height of his powers, too. That's a prime Mel Gibson. Yeah, that's yeah. pre-I hate Jews Mel Gibson. That's Braveheart. That's I think it's the same year as Braveheart. Yeah, 95. It's right yeah. around there. Yeah, he yeah he like looks at his flowing locks in the mirror yeah, and, then, and then turns into the Crypt Keeper. So if you can now, if these ghosts can change their appearances so that a mortal would be able to view them as, say, Mel Gibson. Right. The fuck's Casper's problem? Morphing to Mel Gibson if you want to sleep with Christina Ricci, right? <laughs> more, more importantly, what the fuck is the problem with this script? Why isn't that part of it? Why aren't you playing more with that? That's funny. That could you, you like There's uh, endless possibilities. Lily, uh, Lily Tomlin with Steve Martin and all of me, like doing all those fucking. Oh, two people in one th- like yeah. those janky physical comedy things. Like there's there's stuff to do here if you want to go that way, but it's no, it's all a gag. Here's the problem: we can't have 
shape shifting be like the focal point of this movie because then we can't have those hilarious three ghosts on screen the whole time <sighs> or yeah. our not as hilarious main character ghost you know this was probably something where it was like like oh you know we oh, we got this great script for casper oh it's so funny oh we got all these these people that agreed to do cameos i didn't tell you guys but i, I went out and got all these people so i'll oh, fit it in there somewhere i don't know put it in a mirror <laughs> Like just, it's just a last second type of cameo, yeah, right? It's, it's so like, last second. Because well, the, the the worst part is the crypt keeper comes and he does a McCuller Culkin. Yeah, that's oh yeah, right. He, he does the like his, face yeah. slap and screams. That's that's the day that everyone left and it was only the crypt keeper in hell. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Oh no! I'm missing out on my family's trip to Paris. <laughs> Guess I'll have to stay home in Screamsville. <laughs> Catherine O'Hara waking up on a plane. We left the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Satan just looks at him. Look what you did, you little twerp. <laughs> Uncle Damien. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so there's some cameos going on. It's terrible. Also right here, they're like, they're fucking with him after they like jump back out of his body. And Bill Pullman runs into a closet. And in... It's ridiculous because it's the mid '90s, so we're still making jokes like this. He slams the door on him, and Brad Garrett goes, <laughs> "What a closet case!" Uh-huh. Oh, do we just get it, everybody? <laughs> hey, gay people are funny. <laughs> hey, you laughing yet? <laughs> let's put let's put that in there too. <laughs> closet humor, get it? So the whole thing is Bill Pullman's like, "All right, I'm going to give." These three ghosts, he's not focusing on Casper, he doesn't no. care about Casper as much. I'm going to give these three ghosts psychotherapy to try to talk them into crossing over to the other side. I'll get a check from Kathy Moriarty and she can knock down this house and find the treasure or whatever. Problem being, I don't think Bill Pullman's an actual licensed psychiatrist. Oh, absolutely not. No way. Like, he's got these degrees in <laughs> picture frames from Johns Hopkins, but it's like, at no point ever in this movie does he try to conduct any kind of psychotherapy with these guys. More importantly, he has a printer with his computer. I want to tell <laughs> I just want to tell both of you right now. The uh listeners can't see you doing your air quotes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought by let my me, inflection. Me, no, 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 it did, but I want to paint a picture for the folks at home. <laughs> Listen. The inflection is for them. The air quotes are for you, buddy. Oh. <laughs> just so you know what the hell's going oh, on. I, mean, I yeah, won the lottery. <laughs> Either he's got a printer with his computer or, I mean, what? There's, what, a hundred goddamn community colleges in Arizona? He went to one of them, he got in his associates, and he's done. Yeah, definitely. Most definitely. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25, and for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. 
Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash W-H-M. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. Here's a question, because this scene leads into, they have a scene where uh, Casper's cooking Christina Ricci breakfast, and then these three annoying pricks oh, come in and fuck it up scene. again, right? Again, <sighs> uh, uh, Brad Garrett with an obnoxious line, he says, oh, I feel like Oprah on hiatus, because we're making Oprah's fat jokes in this movie, too. Um so what they we should be talking about what their food is, right? What these what these goddamn despicable monsters candy eat. and donuts and chocolate and it's like so like Casper has to feed these monsters and he brings out all these platters. I don't know where he gets this stuff. Why are like, ghosts grocery shopping? Why are ghosts eating? Yes, I, I mean who cares? I, why don't I see the fucking? Uh, I would love this scene where the fucking delivery guy has to come to the house like, who's uh, paying me my tip here? Uh, <laughs> And I'm sorry, they're ghosts who've been dead presumably for decades. What are they paying him with? Like gold coins? Doubloons. It's absolutely It's got to be doubloons. That's where all the treasure went. <laughs> their grocery budget. <laughs> treasure. <laughs> so they're, they're eating all this like candy and chocolate and stuff and it, candy bars and it's just falling out their asses and it's just hitting the ground and Casper is like cleaning up their, sh- you know, it's their shit at this yeah. point. Yeah. He's cleaning up their shit. And and uh, Stretch is not too pleased with that. You know, we used to be able to eat off this floor. His, he turns his lower body into a Nike shoe with the swoop on it. Oh, yeah. You better believe that swoop's front and center. Kicks that baby ghost <laughs> right out well, of frame. Well, because I think Stretch kind of wanted to have, like, a last scene at Dead Ringers kind of situation. 
where it's just like every shit's just everywhere, and you can just like pick shit off the fucking floor and eat like a pizza with an orange juice or whatever. I, I love living in human atrocities. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is the question that I was leading into. That's why he wears Nikes. Because <laughs> it's like. It's one obnoxious scene with these pricks right into another one. And it, it made me think, especially with the voices that these actors are giving them, who are the more annoying characters in cinema history? These three or the weasels from Roger Rabbit? Oh, these three. Oh, yeah. Oh, these, I, these I, three. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. No, this, I'm, I'm glad I got the unanimous decision about that. And, the, yeah, and the these weasels are probably, have a couple. Like, they are the AP zingers. They are the guys who went to AP Zingers. They had the better lines. <laughs> it's true. And these, this, this trio of ghosts, I mean, this has to be the most, the baddest villains in cinema history. I, I mean, they're just, that's the, well, that's really the issue. Is that like, they're not really villains. Kathy Moriarty is the villain. These guys are just fucking yammering the whole goddamn time. Just right. yammering. They're, they're not. They're not outright villains. They're sort of antagonists at first, but God, are they annoying. It, oh, my Lord. It is something. Can I just say that AP Zinger sounds like a nifty name for like a TGI Fridays type restaurant? Welcome to AP Zingers. We got great pot stickers tonight and two for one appetizer specials. You want a milkshake with that? I hate my job. It's all mini calzones. <laughs> It's like a, you're buying like a a nine ninety five hot pocket. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. that's that's what I think. AP Zingers is in like and <laughs> like battered sour cream or whatever. What a what a refill on that Dan Aykroyd margarita. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you two ladies look lonely. Welcome to AP Zingers Bar, where there's all you can drink mudslides. Ladies only Tuesdays nine to nine forty five. Oh, out of all the fake institutions we've created. <laughs> I'd much rather be at Muldoon's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Muldoon's, Muldoon's is our kind of place. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, by the way, Casper, it, uh, from what I know of it, death doesn't hang over it quite as much as this movie would make it out to be. Yeah, I feel like part of this movie's mission was like, let's ease kids into talking about death. But it's not even easing. It's like, here, kids, here's fucking death. And just, like, shoves them in right into it. Yeah, it's right in your face. So, like, Casper's like, hey, let's go hang out on top of this lighthouse where I go every night and stare eerily out well, into the sea. That's the thing. Is like she has been, like, offered a date by a neighborhood hunk for the dance. Bowl and, cut and all because it's 1995. Right. And Casper is, like, really, like, weirdly jealous and stuff. He's it's, super jealous. It's so, yeah. It's really dis- – and by the way, we didn't mention it, but – he like follows her to school and hides out in like oh, no. the the clocks and stuff. This he is overly clingy and he is dangerous. <laughs> what I was saying is because this is a kid. Like remember, this is a kid's property. This is supposed to be kids hanging out with this ghost and getting in shenanigans. This movie is a teen romance. Yeah, Why? that just happens to have a ghost in it. The ages are kind of off too because the the cartoon is drawn. I mean, like Casper's a little kid, yeah. right. and Christina Ricci's like thirteen. Yeah, she's supposed to be like thirteen 14, or fourteen yeah. in this movie. Right. So it's a kind of off. But he's saying shit like, "Can I keep you?" Well, the thing that is- <laughs> was so creepy when I heard that line in the theater. When I saw this fucking thing, I just kind of was like, "Like what? Like in a basement?" <laughs> can, can I- <laughs> Can I sleep on your bones? <laughs> but he he is disgusting and creepy. I mean, the thing is with the ages, I mean, 
by now he's like what, like two hundred? Yeah, something so like that. I don't know. And well, he's, he's, he's watching hard but copy. <laughs> It's 200 and he's watching hard copy. He's got the fucking mentality of a little eight-year-old boy still, though. There's also some awkward dialogue. And again, it's going to be, but Andrew, it's a kid's movie. Yeah, no. no, because this is really, really weird. So so uh, uh, they're, they're having uh, breakfast, right? And Christina Ricci, like, reaches her hand out. And she goes, uh, I've never done anything like this before. And he says something like, oh, it's okay. And she's like, can you hurt me? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? What, like, what are we talking about? And, and you understand like, you're having a conversation with a ghost, correct? She's like, can I hurt you? Oh, maybe like telekinetically he's going to like do something to her? Well, no, you know he can I mean? absolutely. That's the thing. He lies about this. He can absolutely hurt her. Oh, yeah, they, that, they that, are capable of like picking stuff up. Oh, yeah. I guess he almost shit. kills her yeah. when he morphs into like. Oh, oh! You think that hot hunk is so great? Well, I'm going to morph into something vaguely re- resembling Superman, and I'm going to put on an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice for a moment, and then drag her out of a window where she's kicking and screaming to be let go. He Lois lanes her. He yeah. lanes her up into the sky. Yeah, and takes her to that lighthouse and being like, "Isn't this romantic?" <laughs> I think actually he does the come with me if you want to live. No, he does. Know. Well, he does. Do, does he say it's an I iconic, almost want to sure, live? I'm pretty sure it's an iconic line. I don't know which one it is, but that sounds like a good I think one. That's it. Here we'll make a note. Uh, hey, Andrew, editing this episode, put in the line. Come with me if you want to live. Oh, it was that one. Oh wow! Yeah, see what yeah, we did there. See uh, so, so we're we're back in this lighthouse where yes. I, I brought us to before, and uh, Christina Ricci out of nowhere is like, "So, uh, how'd you die?" <laughs> <laughs> this poor little baby ghost. Hey, what are you in for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How did you uh, become a member of the Living Dead? And it's like a fucking Simon Birch story. Well, he doesn't remember. His whole thing is oh, like, yeah, because he says like, oh, well, when you die, like your life doesn't matter. So I don't know how I fucking died. I'm just here. Why can't you enjoy my lighthouse? And she's well, like, because I'm I'm Wednesday Adams and I'm as morbid as they come. Tell me how you died. Well, cause, well, he remembers everything up to it. Right. Remembers his life. And it's clearly a Simon Birch ending. It's clearly a law like. He he went out and he was slaying too long. Well, see, you're getting ahead of yourself. I so am. what happens is she finds Casper's creepy dust-covered playroom. Oh, and boy. she's like, yeah. oh, look at all these toys from the 19-teens. <laughs> and she starts, like, cleaning this room, like, setting up all these, like, cool antique toys and whatnot. And she's like, hey, Casper, come in. I hope this jogs your ghost memory. And this and the room is so ornate and so crazy. She must have spent like a year cleaning this place up. The amount of pine saw that went into cleaning this room is and, probably and astronomical. Mr. Casper's father must have been like a wealthy industrialist of some kind. Oh, he was like a, a robber penny packer. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. He, was, he, was a, he was big, big spender. So, so what happens is she he she successfully jogs his memory, and he's like. Oh, well, I wanted this sled, and my dad said I couldn't have it. And then one day he just bought it for me. And beat me to death with it. <laughs> he beat me to death with Rosebud. And he's like, oh, I just went sledding. Like, he basically sled himself to death. He stayed out too long, and he got pneumonia. <laughs> yes. Just <laughs> what kind happened? of slipped into pneumonia and <laughs> fell asleep, Casper did. It's like, you know, you know what, Universal Pictures? I don't need to know how Casper the Friendly Ghost 
passed on and became well, the well, uh, Why don't we put any OD on fun? <laughs> well, I guess we got to make that a little more real. Uh, he didn't brush his teeth. That That's the one. His teeth rotted out of his head, and he got a blood infection and died. Yeah, gingivitis. The mothers will like it. The mothers will like that one. Death by gingivitis. You know what, Harry? Uh, you're fired from this script writing team because you're the one that turned in child killer. <laughs> We're trying to find innocent ways for a little boy well, to die. In, in, my ori- in my original draft, Casper was found off the uh, a grisly crime scene off of the uh, I-95 highway. Was, uh, he was stuffed in a suitcase. There were uh, signs of a struggle. Now, let me ask you something. You seen Jaws? You see what happened to Quint? That's kind of what I was going for with Casper. <laughs> so by this reveal, he also remembers uh, that his dad was a sick inventor. And here's where this movie gets fucking crazy. He was Nikola Tesla. <laughs> he, was a man, he was a downright <laughs> mad scientist. Total mad scientist. So he's like, oh, hey, I remembered where my dad's laboratory is. And I'm sitting there like fucking laboratory don't we have a halloween dance to set up for what is going on right now and he's like oh yeah my, my dad's laboratory oh and that resurrection machine i seem to have just <laughs> forgot about and she's just like say what and he's like come on get in this chair ride that i really hope universal studios turns into a ride at their park by the way because you know that shit was floated around well, hey uh, how about we turn the lavender uh, lazarus pit ride into a thing at the park the well, trio could fly in and can't call everyone jerks well, it's great because it? it's kind of exactly the same way wallace of wallace and gromit wakes up <laughs> I actually thought it was yeah it was like a it was like a it's like a Pee Wee Herman yeah, Pee Wee Herman machine <laughs> yeah I hate so this shit is annoying to me right it's it, like you're an inventor and every wacky inventor like this always invents the shit that's like I'm too lazy to do the most menial task ever too lazy to brush my teeth well a big robot hand comes out and brushes them for me. Too fucking lazy to feed my dog? Well, Doc Brown's got a thing that dumps dog food into a dish. <laughs> well, I'm telling you what did it, like, some asshole had to quote Albert Einstein's thing about how he only wore one thing every day, and somebody just ran with that. We're like, I could just be a wacky-ass shithead and not brush my teeth like a human being would. <laughs> I, I think it's like, it's like trying to show us, like, oh, this scientist was so creative that, like, every little thing, he thought of something, a better way to do it. But it's really just like... Dream bigger, buddy. It's also not a better way to do it yeah. because Eric Idle goes through it and he's almost murdered by two straight razors. Yeah, yeah. Straight. And in any decently run universe, Christina Ricci would die from fucking having that toothpaste that is a millennia old. Yeah, that toothpaste has expired. It, it is in and your by the mouth. Way, <laughs> turn of the 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 cent- turn of the twentieth century of toothpaste. It's full of like mercury and lead. Oh yeah, it's just it's baking just soda poison. and dirt. Yeah, it's disgusting. God, I would not survive back then. It'd be <laughs> fucking terrible. One of the first to go. But well, you know what? I'd brush my teeth every day, not with the aid of a robot. Yep. I hate that shit. I hate it on Wallace and Gromit. I hate it in Back to the Future. Feed your fucking dog and clean yourself. Well, in Wallace and Gromit, it makes sense because it's a fucking cartoon. Well. <laughs> This is supposed to be a genius inventor who's in the real world who just fucking found out how to skip the afterlife. By the way, I love that you see a photo of him, like, 
because the whole thing is he makes this invention after Casper dies. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Is what we're led to believe. Like the town thought he was crazy trying to build this Lazarus machine to bring his dead kid back. Uh, the fucking photos of him in like these stock newspapers totally just look like Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> so they go down in this like secret lab slash office area, and here's this huge machine. And I'm like, what is this movie getting into? <sighs> yeah. And he's like, oh, so here's this machine. All I have to do is sit in it, and you take this container, which looks like the gummy bears gummy juice containers from the gummy bears cartoon, and shove it in this shit, turn it upside down, and go 88 miles per hour, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I'm just going to have a corporeal body again. <laughs> yep. yep. That's it. But sure. So we're setting up that that's what has to be done, but we also have two other storylines happening here. So, there's so many balls in the air it with just, this movie. Okay. Goes. So Kath, this is my favorite of those two, <laughs> Kathy, Kathy Moriarty and Eric Idle. They're like, we we haven't found the treasure yet. Oh, we need this treasure. Oh, you know what? We could we could search this house way quicker if one of us dies and becomes a ghost. <laughs> so yep. now the plot is we have to try to kill one another so one of us can become a ghost. And then we can find all the gold we want. Well, they know that there is the safe in the office because they follow them down into the dungeon lair. And she's like, oh, look at that. It's a safe. Oh, I know how I could get in it. And they also know that they, this Lazarus machine exists. So she's yeah. like, all you have to do is die, float into the safe, get the treasure, <laughs> and then we'll be out of here in no time. So the ghost can just... Drag the treasure out of the vault. She's not thinking this through. Again, no ghost rules. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, and, 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 and instead of trying to kill Eric Idle and stuff, she should have just uh, had a few more cigarettes. <laughs> boy, that voice. Yeah, that's something. Uh, so they get in like kind of a car accident. Well, yeah, it's like um, she's trying to at one. She's after trying to axe Eric Idle and all these other things. She's trying to run him over in the Range Rover. She drives, she hits like a tree, doesn't realize that she's on the edge of a cliff, opens the door, walks out and falls down and into into the abyss and dies. That's the end of it. She just falls down. She gets fucking full on good son. And and Eric Idle, we see him like Zipping up and, and wiggling it out, you know, he just takes a piss on her corpse. I would imagine, anyway. You have when you, have when you like are some subservient human being, yeah. to someone like that, and that person dies, you have to piss on them. Yeah, I think that's a rule of the universe. And it's like, you, oh yeah. my god, my captor's dead. Piss, piss, and then you hack a lug. And, the, and, and then you just move away. on with yeah. your life. You take that sweet Range Rover off the cliffside. Now you got a sweet car. Not bad. <laughs> Also, I would fucking leave. Like, I'm yeah, sorry. Like, go. there's treasure. I don't give it. Like, but, I don't think there yeah. really is treasure. It's the worst kind of treasure. Unconfirmed treasure. Yeah. So he <laughs> turns to walk away after hocking the lug, and it turns out she's she's bad. She immediately turns into this ghost. She's like, well, now I'm a ghost. Isn't it great? Here comes Treasure Town. And you're like, this movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> now we can notice that recently turned ghosts still have clothes or semblance of clothes. Or pants suits specifically. This is really stupid. Cleavage. <laughs> yeah, no, there is some serious boobage going on with oh, this yeah. Kathy Moriarty ghost. And I hate this shit. It's like We've got these like three 
or four bulbous ghost characters that don't really resemble human beings because they're ghosts. But like, because we've seen this actor throughout the movie, the ghost has to look almost exactly like her. So she's still got like a tail and shit, but she's got like huge Kathy Moriarty boobs, blonde hair out of like, none of these ghosts have hair. Like all the ghosts are white. Yeah. And she's, she's wearing like a green Mrs. Krabappel jacket. And like, that's the Kathy Moriarty ghost. Whatever it it's looks just like terrible. a fucking madman created character. It's just like fucking throw it up there. Whatever <laughs> he was wearing. Meanwhile, the other ball is Bill Pullman is out drinking with the ghostly oh, trio at the local bar. See, there you go again. You can make friends at the goddamn local bar. They're out anywhere. drinking. Go anywhere. I was saying that Casper should go to an orphanage. Fucking doomed kid central. <laughs> And you can just make friends with all of them now, and the few that die of, you know, dysentery or whatever the hell, yeah. they come up and they're your friends. It's win-win. It's really... Because kids in an orphanage, they only want two things, a hot meal and a close friend. That's it. And yeah, if you succumb to scabies or whatever the fuck, now you got a ghost friend. That's also, great. Casper, go full patent. Make it a ghost army and take over this town. <laughs> Oh, oh can't cross over that bridge. That leads into ghost town. Population haunted. Don't you know, Casper, leading an army of darkness up this way. <laughs> Casper and the army of darkness. That's the movie I want to see. So. Uh, the- oh, Casper, got some uh, pretty extreme socioeconomic policies up there in your army of darkness. You want my ticket price to go see a Casper movie at 30 now? <laughs> Bruce Campbell versus Casper, you've got it. Oh, that's yeah. that's how you get money from me. See that little marshmallow chainsaw? I'd love it. You managed to turn the dead into nationalistic. <laughs> Pretty proud they are of being dead, aren't they? Oh, it's almost like they've been dead their whole lives. Don't remember anything before being dead socialists. Uh, <laughs> okay, so yeah, they're, they're out drinking, <laughs> and the ghostly trio are like, we just love Bill Pullman so much. Why don't we kill him? It's like, where are you getting this from? This is a children's movie. And they're like, yeah, all we got to do is make him one of us. And they got like shotguns, it's a shotgun, like a golf club or something. Where does this come from? And Ghost he's like powers? singing karaoke, like Willie Nelson karaoke or some shit. Oh, it is some classic lonely man karaoke for sure. And it's at, like the bar is like this shanty on a hill. It's not like an actual like bar and grill. <laughs> no, there's no mudslides at this place whatsoever. But there is one drunk customer and no bartender apparently. That that's the worst kind of bar, because that's just a fucking free-for-all. They probably killed him already. <laughs> that was fatso. <laughs> I used to work here. But, oh, Raymond. Oh I, oh, I hate coming here on my day off. So Bill Palman's like, you know what? I love you guys. You guys are my best friends. My wife's dead. My kid's kind of weird. But I don't mind living in this haunted house. I'm going to tell Kathy Moriarty to go sit on it. And he walks outside, and so, at some point between when they got into the bar to start drinking and when he decides to exit the bar, a construction crew came by and cut a huge fucking pit in the front of the place. A hole to the center of the earth, this apparently. This is a street cliff. <laughs> now, <laughs> Kathy falls off a regular cliff. He falls down a street cliff. Oh, one of them urban cliffs, huh? <laughs> yep, they'll sneak up on you. 
And so he's dead. And you're like, holy fuck, like Bill Pullman's going to be a ghost now. So we cut back to this Lazarus room. Yep. And Casper's like about to do it. Kathy Moriarty swoops in. There's a big fucking fight. She steals the gummy juice. And she's like, now it's going to be mine. And then she mentions that she's the character who's like, Casper's like, by the way, you know, you can't go back to being a human. You have unfinished business as a ghost. And she says she doesn't have any. And she bursts into, like, a bunch of rays of light and disappears. That's how ghosts cross over in this world. Yeah, they tricked her into into dying for good. <laughs> and now she can't, ha- you know, you can't take it with you. Which, uh, nope, you cannot. A uh, pardon et moi. Uh-huh. She's going to heaven. No, though she should have burst into yeah. red light. Yeah. By the way, how do we know she's going to heaven? Could burst into light. Like I assume, whenever I see shining Whoa. light, I assume God's presence. Whenever I see like something opening up below and like yeah, you red flame, red or going like on. a shadow or something. Yeah. Those white lights in movie terms, that's heaven. She went maybe, to heaven. Maybe it's white hot. It's well, she so committed. Hot. She committed the ultimate sin. <laughs> Suicide. So well, she's definitely going to hell. I mean, maybe her she's defense, not a Catholic. It was an accidental suicide while attempting a murder. <laughs> <laughs> so I think she might be all right. I just, I would love it if she got, if she was like in defending your life and she had to <laughs> explain this to the court. Oh, uh, what? what happened? Oh, we got this file all wrong. There was treasure. <laughs> Look, I was trying to get the treasure. What a Jew, you fucking angel piece of shit. Immediately sent down. Just have some pasta. <laughs> Calm down. That's all. So then in bursts this, the, the, the trio of annoyance and now ghost Bill Pullman that looks exactly like a cartoon Bill Pullman, but just painted white. It's ridiculous. He's got hair. He's got glasses. And it seems like he's going to be drunk forever. And he's already... Yeah, he's totally <laughs> fucked right. up. He's forgotten his daughter. He forgot his daughter. He he's just it. looping around the room singing, uh, what is it? Cat Baloo. He keeps on making some rhyme about Cat Baloo. And then she's like, hey, dad, by the way, um, the last time I saw you, you were totally not dead. And he's like, what? Who's dad? Daddy-o? And she's like, no, you fucking idiot. You are my father. And he, like, slowly remembers. And, like, in the greatest, like, alcoholic's regret, he's just like, oh, oh, what have I done? What have I done? I knew I accidentally (laughs) fell down that hole. But thank God we have this hundred-year-old Deus Ex Machina smacking us in the face because he just goes inside this thing, and Casper's like, "Well, my one chance to be reborn and fuck your daughter's screwed up, so get in and you can." Because there's only one vial of the potion left, by the way, right. of course. So this machine works. Any comes or any goes. Any comes out. Bill Pullman again. Here's my question: He goes in as Ghost Bill Pullman and comes out person Bill Pullman. What's with that body that's down at the end of the street cliff? Are there now two Bill Pullmans? Because if so, new Bill Pullman should not attend old Bill Pullman's funeral because he might time cop himself. Maybe it uh, it becomes a soulless zombie in, oh. in, in, and then joins Casper's army of darkness. <laughs> <laughs> well, they smartly set up two deaths where more than likely you're not going to find the body anyway. The one is a hole to the what I assume to be the core of the very earth. <laughs> the other one is fucking falling into the sea. Main municipal project digging to China. 
Oh, you might be critical, but it created a whole lot of jobs. Sure was a fool's errand, though. Forgot about that hot, hot core. Oh, I'm just lying. I'm just doing it to fool that fucking Casper again. (laughs) So he's just alive, and you're like, all right, here's a question I have. So there's only one vial left, right? But we've seen multiple other vials. Clearly, this machine works because Christina Ricci and Casper figure out how to do it. No problem. Mm-hmm. So presumably, the guy who invented the fucking thing knows how to use it and knows that it works. We have two empty vials. Who did he resurrect before resurrecting the person that he made the invention for in the first place? Who Hitler. did he bring back? It might be Hitler. Maybe himself? <laughs> How's a ghost inventing a machine, though? No, but like he di- he he invents it and then he kills himself, becomes oh, a ghost. to test it. <laughs> yeah, and then he's like, "Yep, works." Well, I am out of here. Yeah, was did he accidentally say he didn't have any more unfinished business? And he was like, "No, wait, I didn't mean it." Oh, oh, fuck! <laughs> now that my now that my project is complete. <laughs> no, yeah, he said he's like, now I can save my son. It's all over. Well. Oh, wait, no, I didn't say that. Wait, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. God's just like, well, you said it. No going back now. Oh, wait a minute, God's that? from Maine. Yeah, why not? <laughs> oh, 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 what's that? Casper's father created an invention to bring back the dead, eh? Down to hell with you. <laughs> Casper's father's pulled the Speaking hell. Speaking of this potion, there are books everywhere. Try reading one. <laughs> bring. There might be the, the ingredients, and or also... Analyze this goddamn potion. There's got to be a chemistry professor in this fucking town. So oh, yeah. Bring yep. the goddamn thing there. You could be a ghost for a week, Pullman. Yep. Figure it out. Do a little research. You're a, also, a big doctor. Come on. By the way, you're this asshole who's had, like, he's, okay, like, it's not been a great life because his fucking wife died and everything like that. I get that. And he's obviously insane because he's doing this with his life. But... You just come in and, like, Casper, who's been fucking stuck in this house, presumably for, like, 200, 300, 400 years or some fucking garbage. I don't think it's 400 years. Maybe not. Okay, sorry. I went a little far. 300 years. There's then. no. I know. It's only a couple of years. It's maybe, like, 70 to 80 years. Still. Okay. He's like, okay. Yeah, you can go. Because he loves Christina Ricci. So he's like, yeah, fine. You, your shithead father can take this life that I've been dreaming about for years yeah, now. Yeah, your dad, who just got carelessly fucking drunk with yeah. my uncles okay. and with killed ghosts, himself. A drunk con artist who've been, who's been fleecing the country. <laughs> fleecing hard copy, which is just the same as fleecing all of America, as we discussed. It's- this guy gets to hop in this machine before the little kid who had to die because he was having a great time. He's been fucking making breakfast for you every morning. So- Fuck you, Pullman. <laughs> Bill Pullman's alive. Casper's dead. And <laughs> what's, th- what's that up there? Oh, the party's starting. I can hear digital underground. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then Casper has this fuck, this shit eating line, man. Oh, my God. Uh, your date is probably waiting. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, why oh, don't you yeah. go? You know what? Now that I'm still dead forever. No, no. Why don't you go on your date? Your date's upstairs. You fucking horrible person. I bet he doesn't feel cold when he touches you, bitch. <laughs> it is. It is. You might as well. He's so disgusted. It's great. Also, by the way, this pushy ass middle school classroom. 
they broke into this house, like set up a stereo system. By the way, remember, it's only that class that shows up. It's not the entire school. I think that teacher's doing some weird shit with these it, kids. I think. Come on, kids. We're going to go out to the haunted house and on the cliff. Casper comes up to the party. He's like, that's the man that murdered me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember now. Oh, that would be a great I twist. I remember now, what he did uh, to me, and he put me in that trunk. <laughs> Now, uh, Kat, let me ask you, but before we throw this party at, at this uh, Whipstaff Manor, let me ask. You got working locks on all these doors? Good. <laughs> oh, that's real good. That's real good. good. That's what I wanted to hear. What about this iron gate? Does that close or what? Like, oh, it does? Good. Could you do me a favor? Get one of your classmates here to run outside the gate, and you scream in the house, and tell me <laughs> if he can hear you, because that's what I'm wondering. Oh, he couldn't, huh? Perfect. Well, then we're, we're ready to go. I, you know what? Jinx it chips on me. <laughs> Party on, kids. Here's some punch I brought. <laughs> Said the child murderer. Christine, <laughs> Christina Ricci's mother shows up as an angel ghost. Amy Brenneman. God damn it. You and, were in heat the same year. <laughs> yes. And her first stop is to Casper to basically tell him to back the fuck up. <laughs> you, know, you know what, Casper? Sometimes shit just doesn't work out. Yeah, you're dead. She's not. Stay away from my daughter because she knows. Amy Brenneman, the angel, knows just what the dead are capable of. She doesn't want that shit anywhere near her teenage daughter. But here's the thing. Amy Brenneman is dressed in red. So I think she's in hell. She's the trickster devil. I think she's in hell. Wait, is this? Oh, man, the whole game was rigged. People who are good go to hell. People who are shitty go to heaven. (laughs) Did not see that twist coming, Casper the movie. So she's like, listen, Casper, uh, I'm Kat's mom and I'm an angel, in case you were wondering. Uh, and you did a really great thing back there, letting my shit-eating husband cut in line to the Lazarus machine <laughs> and bring his drunk ass back to life. And, you know, you sacrificed your turn. That's really noble. So I'm going to grant you this random amount of time to be a human being tonight. You get till 10 p.m. to be a, a real boy again. And he's like, but it's 9.40. And she's like, 10 o'clock. And he's like, but Cinderella got till midnight. And she's like, don't push it. <laughs> so then we now we don't see the morphing process here, which is obnoxious. We yeah. just get the reveal. And it's this boy dressed like Huck Finn at the top of the stairs. Cut to him spending the entire time in his room masturbating. <laughs> It's back! It's back! It's back! <laughs> I never got to try it out all the way. I keep hearing those filthy uncles talking about it. So so he ends up dancing with Christina Ricci, but while that is happening while but while that is happening, she visits Bill Pullman. Oh yeah. And she straight his ass out. Some words for him. And I wrote down one basically saying how what a terrible father he is, <laughs> and one of the things she advises Bill Pullman to stop doing is to stop feeding Christina Ricci French fries for breakfast. Listen, I've been watching, and this French fry for breakfast thing you've started. <laughs> yeah, you got to knock that shit off. Yeah, if that, but also if that's happening, I need to see it, man. I'm sorry. If you're, you want to see the French fry breakfast, if, that, if that's if that's one of your lines, dude. You, I just watched her eat like what, like the fucking fast food, like donut and cake and candy breakfast. Well, what? Casper makes them an actual breakfast, though. It's like a stack of flapjacks. Oh, you're and, right. Like, yeah. Some it's eggs a and well-balanced shit. Well balanced meal. 
It's a perfect way to start your but day. But no, you're right, though. We have no real understanding that he, aside from going out and leaving his daughter home alone and getting fucked up and killing himself accidentally, uh, that he's like a bad dad. Like, he seems like well, a caring no, enough he's guy. A, he's a shit. bad dad because he drags her all around the country. Oh, well, she, yeah. She keeps on saying, why can't I be normal? Why can't I be normal? Can I just can, can I just go to school like once? No, we're going ghost hunting. <laughs> no, we're going to be on hard copy, God damn it. Do you know what hard copy can do for my bogus job? Well, that's just the only the thing. case you got to the bottom of was a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, after this, he's. Got, I mean, I would have thought the. I mean, the lonely and the insane in America. I thought would be flooding his phone <laughs> messages. I thought he would really, other than you know, Kath, you know, Moriarty wants the money and the treasure, right. but like, what, his business should be really skyrocketing now. If if ever it was going to. Right after that hard copy store, it should be skyrocketing. Well, it's it's not really made clear how she makes contact with him, but I would wager like he doesn't have a working phone and whatever flop house they're living in. <laughs> That's just what I'd put out there. So down the stairs, while this conversation is going on upstairs, comes uh, teen heartthrob Devin Sawa, uh, Canada's Devin Sawa, and he comes down, and they start dancing. And even though he's a boy, he still has ghost powers because they're dancing around and he like makes them levitate like a few feet off the ground. And like, well, maybe it's just so magical, you know? Oh, like that wasn't even Casper's doing. That no, was just the universe no. saying, like, you know, this is so right. Yeah, it's exactly. Like ghost this was of meant to be. It's the ghost of love doing that. <laughs> the love specter made yeah. its way to the Halloween. Oh dance. man, that's creepy. The you, love, know what, can you, you know what's that? also creepy? Speaking of uh, creeps, that teacher that we keep making fun of. Uh, goes to the party dressed as a lobster. Do you think there's a lot of him going up to these like 14 year old kids like pinch, pinch? pinch. Hey, I'm a Halloween lobster. Do you have a pinch for your Halloween lobster? Pinch, pinch. Hey, I'm a lobster. Want to suck something out of my tail? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is a whole new oh, level oh, of the, lobster jokes. That's just butter sauce. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Put your biscuit in it. Yeah. Oh, man. They got fucked up teachers in Maine. Let's just wallow in it for a minute here. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I need to take a shower after that joke. (laughs) So then, like, the clock strikes 10, and he's like, well, that was a fun 15 minutes. And turns, like, they kiss as the Uh clock's striking. So Casper gets his first kiss. And then he turns back into the ghost, and all the kids are like, it's a ghost and they run out of the house and like the teachers running after him like get back here i gotta pinch you <laughs> and they all just clear out and and then like in the biggest like ending of non-endings like christina ricci's like huh well guess the party's over or we know how to clear a room party's over and bill pullman's just like not yet it's not and the fucking three ghosts just start singing a song it's the casper theme song and it's like he's sort of doing like a little richard impression one of the ghosts is and they just start singing casper the friendly ghost credits and i'm (sighs) like why would these three ghosts who spend the movie doing nothing but hating casper's guts sing a theme song that they have no knowledge of its existence. Well, whatever, the credits are on, who cares? I would have much preferred a Beetlejuice ending where she floats up and starts fucking, you know, singing and dancing and mamboing or whatever the fuck. You know what? I would have liked Sandworms to get a lot of them. (laughs) Every single character. Sandworms just take the whole house? (laughs) Yeah. That would be fantastic. Oh, the oops, the house was on Saturn. Bill Pullman... (laughs) 
Bill Pullman dancing to Harry Belafonte, I want it. It would be great. But a movie like this needs like a week later or like a month yeah. later. Like, uh, you know, here's how we've adapted living with the ghosts without fear of Kathy Moriarty reprisal or something. Yeah. By the way, Christina, fucking thank God he has some kind of knowledge of psychiatry because his daughter just made out with a ghost. Like you- she has romantic feelings. <laughs> For a ghost. Do you think it's awkward? Like, that's why they had to end the movie, because now it's awkward between her and Casper. It's, it's going to be super awkward. I can't imagine. Like, uh, Dad, can we hit the road again? I know I said I wanted yeah. to settle down. <laughs> you got to move. You got. You absolutely have to move. But Although, he's going to follow you, you for the rest of your that's life. That's the thing. Yeah, that you're, you're, you're stuck. Really, you know what, Richie? You really fucked yourself with this one. You're totally she's gonna be stuck. Ma- in like 20 years, she's married with kids. Casper's just sitting in her bedroom every no, that's, fucking night. That's it would a cat just... woman. That is a cat lady if I ever heard of one. <laughs> Bill Pullman dies off, becomes cartoon ghost Bill Pullman again. Yep. And he has know? to fend off Casper from like he's... the entitying his daughter. <laughs> I told you to keep away, little ghost pervert. <laughs> Can you imagine just for all eternity, you're just stuck with this little kid? That's yeah. obnoxious. I would be like, all right, if you're going to grow up with me, you have to start, like, reading the same things I do and watching the same things I do so we can, like, kind of make you grow up mentally. Because I can't sit around 45-year-old lady, you know, playing with your toy set and sledding in the backyard. Well, that's what's – I mean, remember, think about it. Like, that's about as close as he's going to get to something like losing your virginity. So if you want to talk about, like, a like fucking attachment – Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's forever. Forever. You are with him forever. And, and she better hope that when death comes for her, all her business is sealed up tight. Uh, I don't think so. She was re- once romantically involved with this ghost. I feel like that's going to get you. That's like the automatic way. unfinished business. I think so. Like, yeah, I mean, you got to settle this. God, then it's just like. I guess they have the, the both. afterlife together. I'm You're yeah. stuck with this obnoxious little fucked baby. Fucked herself right, like for that one kiss with Devin Sawa, which she already did in Now and Then. <laughs> she has fucked her entire life and afterlife. You hear that, kids? Don't kiss no ghosts. You better not go. be kissing no ghosts. God damn it! <laughs> Stay away from those lock and lip ghosts. <laughs> There's a lot of fights between Casper and, and, and Pullman Ghost. Oh, yeah, probably. There's a lot of, like, you think you know me. I'm way older than you are, technically. He's calling him his father-in-law. And he's like, don't you call me that! <laughs> Not your father-in-law, goddammit! Although, th- there is a chance that Bill Pullman's ghost would uh, get trapped on the lost highway. <laughs> and then he can't do anything. Man, I would love it if Casper runs into a... Uh, Robert uh what's like, Robert Blake's character from that movie? Oh yeah, Casper's body was dumped off of I-95 which connects to the Lost Highway. There's like a f- creepy fork in the road it's and that's where fork. all this takes place. I mean, frankly, you know, Bill Bill Pullman as ghost psychiatrist or experimental saxophonist, it's about the same difference really to me. <laughs> President, ghost psychiatrist, experimental saxophonist, whatever. Go, yeah, that's about right. Lone Star. Would uh would anybody recommend the live action Casper adaptation? Uh, absolutely not. I I was dying throughout this. It was boring as the 
stuff with the three ghosts is it is intolerable in every every From sense of the word. From beginning to end. And did you like this in '95 or, or when it came I saw out? it? I remember like being like, okay, that movie happened, and like leaving. But uh, you know, I didn't have any ill will towards it or anything like that. But now it's just I was di- and like there's a lot of like fake Burton stuff going on. Like a lot of the design in the house. It also reminded me of the house in Mouse Hunt. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of similar. It's a similar thing, and those are, you know, Burton. I would take almost any Burton movie over this, and I would definitely take Mouse Hunt over this. Oh, Mouse Hunt's a great movie. Yeah, I love Mouse Hunt. I would say never watch this movie. This is the worst (laughs) movie ever. I I saw this in the theater as a kid, and I was like, nope, not having it. And I maintain that today. You are better for it. I saw this movie in the theater, day it came out, and we had it on home video. I have seen this movie... I'm not even shitting you like 25, possibly 30 times. It was just one of those tapes that got rotation in our house. Like I had younger siblings. We just had it on all the time. And I was terrified watching it today for the first time in well over like 10, maybe even 15 years watching this movie. And I was anticipating the lines as the actors were, you know, were, were delivering them. And I was like, my God, the space in this noodle with useless <laughs> shit like that. It's disgusting. The boys got the shit in. <laughs> yeah, that is what happens when you just absorb dialogue from crappy movies. It's the shitting ability. <laughs> it's not the shining. It's the shitting. Uh, so, yeah, needless to say, I would not recommend it either. It's intolerable. The fucking closet case joke, you know, these cameos, everything about this movie is so wrongheaded from its, like, treatment of, you know, how you can explain death to kids. That fucking Lazarus machine is, like, the biggest cock tease of, like, oh, so my dad died of fucking skin cancer. You're saying that I can put him in this box and he'll come back? Bill Pullman did it. Like, it's just, it's it's so bad. It's, like... It almost makes Ghost Dad look like a good movie in that regard because, like, Ghost Dad kind of plays with, like, oh, maybe you could come back to life too, but it's the weird, like, the daughter, like, dies and she's like, I love being a ghost. And, like, Bill Cosby's just like, that's a bad idea. You shouldn't be dead. I'm dead, but I hate it. Like, you know, this movie's like, being dead's fantastic. And not in, like, a fun Beetlejuice way. You know, like, hey, kids, dead can be funny, too. We eat donuts and chocolate and fly around. and Being dead's great, everybody. Yeah, it's so fucking wrongheaded. But, like, like, but it's really, it's by the seat of your pants about death. Like, other than Devin Sawa, which, I mean, it is, like, a heart-stopping scene because he's like, and then I got cold, and I got colder, and I was in a sick bed, and it just goes on with this, like, detailed conversation about how he slipped into the never. And she says, <laughs> to the never, she's like, what's it like to die? And he's like, it's kind of like being born, but backwards. And I'm like, that's not even an answer to anything. I, I'd give it about a B. <laughs> I'd give it a D for death. <laughs> That's Casper from 1995, directed by a fella named Brad Silberling. Uh, be sure to catch up on our on-screen that we're about to record right now on the first of four direct-to-DVD Casper sequels. Right now, yeah, we're going to start doing a little mini-episode on the, the movie that was made right after this, Casper, A Spirited Beginning, which is a prequel. Yes. So, whmpodcast.com, go to the FAQ page to find out how to get the app. 
You can either get it on the app or whmpodcast.bandcamp.com. If you want more information about this show, including the back catalog, like Eric said, whmpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook. Find us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. Right into the mailbag, weallhatemovies at gmail.com. Wrongheaded Halloween films? Uh, from your childhood, we want to hear about it. Uh, what else? Grab us on Stitcher. If that's how you stream your podcast, the Stitcher radio app is for you. Stream the most recent five episodes of the show on the go. If you subscribe in iTunes, please give us a little rate and review there. We'd greatly appreciate it. And uh, in our continuing mission that I think we should now just keep you know, throwing out for every episode, tell some folks about the show. Spread the good word about We Hate Movies. You like it. Chances are other people will, too. Uh, that is it. For our Halloween Spooktacular 2013, uh, we will roll on next week with some non-horror-related films. Uh, it's been it's been a successful Spooktacular, I feel. I'll give it about a B. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Gavin. Take it easy. You think you got it tough? I got a facelift. There was one just like it underneath.